0: Hey, friend. What's up? Ah, I can't believe we're here. This is so exciting.
1: That was so weird. I was sick. I don't know if I was. (laughs) I think I might have been hearing the whole music that you always hear when I'm waiting for you.
0: Oh, yeah. I was in here jamming. I love that music. I'm just going to let anchor know that they really did that with that music because it is a vibe. Um. So welcome to another episode of Foreman's Market with Corinne and Seth. We are back um, in live living color because y'all know we've been very very ghetto these last few yes. weeks. But mm. it's fine.
1: Let's just call it an October in October.
0: It was very ghetto, but we're back and we're here together. Love that for us. Love that for so, you. Um, so what did you do this last week?
1: I don't know. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, What do I do this week? I'm going to Miami tomorrow. So I'm getting ready for that. And that's all I've been doing for the last week is trying to prepare myself for this frugal trip of mine.
0: Um, My friend is out here exploring the United States of America. (laughs) And I am laying across my couch drinking Coca-Cola. Love that for me. Uh, What have you been
1: doing for the last week? Shit.
0: Um, no, okay. I ain't doing nothing, to be honest. I, you know what? I've settled into uh, a very quiet and very peaceful and very boring life. And I love it here. I'm going to be very honest with you. I love it here. Um, This is what I've dreamed of all my life. And I'm just going to take it in. And I was just thinking about that on a way to go get um, to drop cam off. I was like, yo, I really got the life that I wanted. And I didn't even know it until, like, today, so. That's a good realization. It is. I love it here. Um, I did go to the pumpkin patch with Kim for Halloween. Um, We did not go trick-or-treating. I think I told you that. You did. Um, I, went, I ran out oh, of steam secretly. Thought, I thought you didn't go, but I thought Cam went. No, 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 no. He didn't go. Oh, that's um, So, like, I ran out of steam, and it just, it was got up. So I didn't wind up going. And but he was okay because he had a lot of fun at the pumpkin patch. We played basketball. We went through like a haunted house. We went through a twisty maze. It oh, was a vibe. Like we really, cool. we did we did a lot. So um, we had a good time for Halloween. Um, I did not do much for the dead people, um, except fed them and just kind of hung out and said some prayers. So for those of you who are into um the day of the dead all souls all saints <laughs> um all those holidays for dead people yes yeah um i definitely did feed them people but other than that i'd lay down because that's what they requested of me and i love you
1: they've been putting in work all year so like maybe they also just needed a day of rest.
0: you know what i believe it because they've been showing up and showing out any and i love it here so yeah i'm with all that so that's kind of like where i've been and what i've been doing Um, I definitely missed you. I'm excited that we're like back. Um, because I wanted to see you this weekend, but being ghetto didn't happen, so
1: (laughs) it happens more often than not for the both of us.
0: It was so ghetto. Um, but we will get together when you come back from Miami. You have to tell Mm -hmm. me everything that happens.
1: I can only imagine what's about
0: to happen on this trip. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i'm speaking that over the trip that it's going to be fun thank you um so today guys we're going to do an episode on anxiety um for black people and i really want to specify that we are centering this episode in the black experience because we are both black yes so um i don't want anybody to be confused or misled now, the Correct. things that we will share can be, you know, experienced by any person. Mm-hmm. But we're going to center it in Blackness um, because we're Black people.
1: Yes. Because we can only speak from our Black experience.
0: Okay, get into it. Um, So, on this episode, we're going to just go over what anxiety is for Black people and how it shows up. Because well, yes. I think not enough Black people believe that they may experience anxiety um, or that it may be chronic and now turning into like a generalized anxiety disorder or even in some cases maybe showing up as OCD which is an anxiety disorder in that group Um, Or or from trauma get into it so I'm just like we did get some resources that I'm going to actually drop in the description of this episode if you want to check it out Especially if you are a person who is not experiencing a Black experience, you can kind of educate yourself um, on what your clients or your friends or your community members may be feeling. Okay.
1: To hopefully reduce your own anxiety around it, because
0: race is a thing. And I don't think we will have like a whole race episode because I don't think we got into the race episode yet. But I believe that. Maybe February okay come on black history month um, for me anxiety I will say when experiencing it as a black person almost always shows up as irritation um, in my own experience I know that irritation being um, short with people um, or having a nasty attitude almost always is rooted in anxiety Um, Mm -hmm. And when I experience it from other Black people, I'm like, oh, you're really anxious right now. That's what it's giving. So what about you, friend? What are some of the things that you see in your experience or in Black people's experience um, that is almost always correlated to anxiety, but they don't really necessarily recognize it?
1: So there's a lot um, in our experience of anxiety. My anxiety mostly comes from the fear of unknown. Um, So anytime that I'm going to, like, speak in front of people or even, like, meet with a client, like, I get three minutes of, like, pure anxiety before I meet with any client. Um, Because I just, I don't know what I'm walking into. And and even, like, phone calls when I'm calling people um, for whatever, Um, I will also get anxiety around that because I don't know what I'm logging into. Or when somebody calls me and it's like a really random time where I don't talk to them often and they're calling, I'm just like, okay, well, something's happening. Um, So a lot of it comes from like what we see in kids. It comes from our childhood of like needs not necessarily being met. Right. And um, it comes from a lack of trust Come on, in Karen. a lot of situations and it comes it also stems from like sometimes not for everybody, like a lack of like guidance on how to maneuver certain situations.
0: I just want to dive into that just a spidge. Just a spidge. Please do. Anxiety is most times based in our ability or our mind's ability not to be able to predict something. Mm -hmm. So when as children, we don't include them in the planning process um, for whatever reason, whether it's just time restraints or, you know, we don't know how to include them (laughs) in the process at an age-appropriate way, we can incite anxiety in them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to check that in my own parenting experience because my son, who everybody knows is Cameron, um is always like, well, what are we about to do? And in my experience as a child, you didn't have to explain to a child again. So Mm -hmm. circling back around, what you were about to do. You just did it. And I had to check that in my parent parenting experience with my son and say, Well, what's what why can't I tell him what we're about to do? Right. What you know what I mean? What is is there like something gonna happen to me if I tell him what we're about to do? So To help his anxiety, I sometimes do have to stop um, and tell him what the plan is um, because I don't want to incite or create an anxiety in him about his ability, his mind's ability to predict um, what is about to happen. Because in some cases, um, before I lose this thought, in some cases... Even if it, your brain can kind of better prepare for something if it, it has already done it or start to prepare you for something new. So, if I know I'm about to go on a field trip, okay, my brain is like, okay, we're about to experience some new stuff. So, there it turns more into excitement versus anxiety like, oh my God, where am I going on this field trip? Where, what, what's the plan on the field trip? Do we go this place? We, you know what I mean? So, sometimes letting your children in on the plan. Can turn into joy and excitement which is where we want to be anyway Correct. versus feeling very anxious or nervous about certain things because they their brain can't anticipate what is about to happen um that was my thought but what was your thought
1: so my thought is let's get to the like full-on baseline of where all this stems from it is lack of control Okay. Like, it stems from a genuine lack of control over circumstances. And so, like, as kids, we don't have control over our lives. We, it's the reason why some people start cutting. It's the reason why some people have babies. Um, it's the reason why people join gangs or people hurt themselves, like, burn themselves, punch themselves, rip their hair out, like, things like that. In our community, even though it's not talked about, because it wants to get swept under the rug, so then we turn to things like journaling and diaries, like when we were younger, because it was the only place, only places where we actually have the control over something. So when we're kids, things happen to us. Like how many times have we heard, stay out of girl folk business.
0: Yeah, it's a, it, it it it's an anxiety. It, it's a anxiety invoking phrase for me um, because I was one of those kids that always wanted to know um, mm-hmm. I was very much uh, I want to sit under the grown people because I want to learn how to be an adult Correct. and I, a lot of us who grew up in that era didn't learn how to be an adult because we were always being moved away from yeah. that experience Yeah, which has caused so much anxiety and so many problems within the black community around being an adult
1: correct and it's the reason why a lot of us like in our age range and some younger some older um like don't know how to be parents yeah because they don't know how to be adults
0: so then they they don't don't know know how to
1: parent the kids and then they just continue creating these like anxiety and depression driven kids that don't know how to handle their feelings because they were never taught how to handle their feelings. And so they were yeah, never- You
0: here preaching, I can't.
1: <laughs> I just, it's just this continuous cycle. And like, it's all the cliches. Okay, let me let me revert back. All these cliches that y'all hear in these movies are cliches for a reason. Like they are accurate. There is accuracy in these cliches. So when we talk about like a lot of this stuff really goes back to the parents. Um, any authority figure in your life is is a parent of yours. So you yeah. treat authority figures how you treat your parents. Or how your parents like in it's a reflection of your relationship with your parents. So the reason why like we get anxiety around asking for a raise or asking for um asking for anything at a no, raise is all I can think of. Um, different duties, a different job title, a promotion, a lateral move or whatever, asking for anything like on the job, typically depends on your reflect, like a reflection of how you are with your parents or your parental figures or your guardian figures or whoever was an authority of you when you were younger. And so we don't know how to necessarily navigate that unless you put in work over the years to kind of shed that away. But like the internal dialogue that you have with yourself when the anxiety starts to come up stems a lot from how like how you were with your parents in your in your childhood, how you are siblings in your childhood, how you made friends when you were in your childhood. Like all of that manifests in your everyday life of like how you maintain friends now, how you look at authority figures um so i mean it's a lot it it comes from that point form, and if you want to (laughs) be truthful and like honest with yourself and you want to go back and reflect on those periods to understand how to navigate now then like do that because the more self-aware about that you can become the less anxiety you'll have or you can have don't like conquer anxiety by yourself but
0: no, I will also say, too, I think you made like a brilliant point, and I didn't even know we were going to go there, but we went there. Um, <laughs> we learn so much from our first teachers, which are our parents and our siblings and our extended family. Yeah. And us, the African-American community has had so much trauma, as far as family is concerned, since their inception um, in this particular uh, place that we are in, yeah. that a lot of us don't know things unless somebody takes the time to teach us and i would like us to though we can acknowledge that maybe we didn't have the best upbringing maybe our parents didn't have it but it doesn't mean we can't reteach ourselves and it doesn't mean we can't ask for help Correct. Um people who or african-american people who struggle with anxiety oftentimes from you know memes and stuff basically feel like they're failing it's not even recognizing that it's a problem that they can receive help for. Right. It's like, I it, it, it's almost like a feeling of you being innately bad or you are being a disappointment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're not, you're not, you're not failing anything. There's, there's, there's no pass or fail here. Right. You know, people, um, anxiety is a disorder in some cases um, that can be helped. Anxiety, also, I want to say for black people, we experience it at a higher rate because we then can go into like racism or classism Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: sexism you know, the isms, if you will, where we may have it on a familial level, um, just because they didn't teach us anything because nobody taught them, and then we have to go into these spaces where we're expected to be better than, greater than, or have some sort of knowledge better than um, these other people Um, and that's not the case because we don't know Um, and we're expected to walk on this very fine line um, where others are not so that's why I wanted to center this conversation in black people because uh, somebody who's of another experience may not have to deal with that Um, my anxiety when I go into a store is pretty high um, I will go into a store oftentimes not with a bag or my purse I'll take my wallet and I'll have my wallet visibly out um, when I shop
1: yeah. that
0: doesn't mean that you know and for me it's a safety mechanism and it, it helps with my anxiety when I'm shopping because yeah. I've been in several stores um, where I'm shopping and you know just going on about my life and people are following me because they think that I'm going to steal Um, Where another person of another experience doesn't have that. And it really is something that even from a child um, is, you know, by the time I go to the store by myself, I always knew to have my wallet visible or have the money that I intended to spend visible. Yeah. Um, Just because that's the anxiety thing of me, like I said, so it's layered. I don't want people to leave this episode thinking, oh, well, my mom fucked me up and that's the only reason why I have anxiety. No. No, it's like based in, so many different levels that I would want you to leave this episode understanding Right. that you can receive help
1: correct for and this. It's, the reason, it's the reason why it's like uh, I want to say delineated but I don't know if that's going to be the right word but I'm going to use it anywhere that's why it's like delineated in the DSM as like different forms of anxiety so like your general anxiety speaks a lot to your inner dialogue on an every moment basis general anxiety is just generally what it is like it it applies to genuine or general circumstances in your everyday life then you have issues like social anxiety um or ocd Um, again you know ptsd with the focus on your anxiety stemming from your trauma like there are so many delineations of the anxiety that's not just oh your parents got to you and now you suck like that's not that's not it
0: no um, because it's it's like it's so many other things that i wanted people to recognize and understand that so many different things even with social anxiety going back to the familiar stuff that we were talking about our family stuff that we were talking about basically like if you did not feel comfortable enough to express your needs or wants with your family, right. please don't ever think that you're going to be able to go out here and be Beyonce. <laughs> um,
1: Without some help.
0: Without some help. Because you can. Help. But <laughs> like,
1: uh, with with That's... the tools that you are given and no other additional tools in your tool belt, it's, gonna, it's going to be so hard for you to do a
0: lot of different things. Yeah, shyness is another secret setting um, anxiety technique that I do often see in African-American children. I really love children. I try not to work with them because I want to and love on them. So I try not to work with them, but
1: um, I try not to work with them because I don't want to tell their parents how messed up they did them.
0: Yeah. And I have to do that
1: more often than not.
0: Yeah, it sucks. And I noticed that in them, a uh, shyness um, and being afraid to express themselves as uh, adults. And that causes a lot of problems. And that can also cause problems in adulthood um, because shyness is, in some cases, a personality thing. In other cases, again, it's how they relate to others. And they may not have developed the skills At the time they were supposed to Um, have a lot of anxiety around dating. So that's where we get the social anxiety. That's where we get the friends. A lot of people, we need to do a friendship episode. We keep saying we're going to do it. We didn't do it. (laughs) We need to do a friendship episode Mm -hmm. because how you make friends, how can I make friends if I don't know how to express my needs and my wants to someone?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the reason, it is legitimate the reason, or legitimately the reason, not legitimate the reason. Um, why I have mostly female friends like I've always been able to make female friends from a super young age like a super super young kindergarten probably preschool actually no preschool um age and I can reflect that too like I have a really super close relationship with my mom right and then growing up like now that I'm older I have better like I have a decent relationship with you know well I have good relationships with men now
0: yeah.
1: however I also only keep a, a small handful of male friends because in the same token like I don't believe that I relate with a lot of men well even though like, I genuinely do um, but at the same time it's easier for me to make friends with women And this also plays into why, like, it's hard for me to even in a, like, gay space to approach somebody and try to have a conversation with them and not get rejected. And I blame that on the the past raising of my childhood from a non-female perspective.
0: I will also say, too, that I noticed that I was able to make friends pretty easily because I had good relationships with both of my parents. So it was, My might try to call me. and Um, so it was easier <laughs> for me to make friends with them, even though I didn't have my father for very long, I was very close to my dad. Um, and I was more close to my right. dad than I was my mom. And I also have two brothers. So it's easy for me to make male friends. Um, And it's easy for me to make women friends, too, because everybody loves me. Love that for me. That's true. Um, But I will say that it was easier for me because those relationships were easy. But like you said, if you're coming from an experience where maybe you didn't have a dad or maybe you didn't have a mom... Yeah.
1: It's going to be harder. It's going to be a little
0: bit harder. It caused anxiety as well because, like, how do I interact with somebody that I've never experienced before?
1: Yeah. I mean, and I had... I. I had the, the quote-unquote nuclear family growing up um but i just had a strange relationship with like my biological father and that's a story for a whole nother episode we could do oh, we can go, we can go the episode after the friendship ghetto. episode um but <laughs> then it like got intersected because like my dad my stepdad now like we also developed like a good relationship along the way. And so it's like, I have a lot of these intersections of different types of parenting throughout my like childhood and early adulthood um, to where I am now. And I I can have better relationships but it's still much easier for me to form relationships with women. And I'm like, this is why I should have been straight. Because I would have a whole different life. But I don't wish that I was straight. Because I very much enjoy being gay.
0: I love that for you. I feel the same way. (laughs) Um, I feel the same way. Um, But I also think, too. And I wanted to put out there. That anxiety, in most cases, can be traced back to a root. But anxiety is also natural. It's our body's way of getting us prepared. For the unknown, and some people they may not be able to trace it back because that takes therapy and that takes time. Um, and then there's other that you know disorders where, yes, self awareness yes. where your chemistry is off. So, say if we do some therapy work and you're like, No, I really feel like I was fine, but I'm still experiencing anxiety, your chemistry may be off, and that is where this is pretty new. It's not new, but this is an emerging technique or an emerging um, treatment, you know, thought process or framework. We're now doing blood work to yeah. figure out vitamins deficiencies because that in some cases, like I said, maybe we do the therapy, you decide you don't have any trauma or you don't have any way to... Um, trace back the root of your anxiety so now we know it is a biological response so now we're going to do the lab work <laughs> you know what I mean okay let's look at your labs is this high is that low what type of vitamins you know in some cases I'll, again for black people stress we have a hormone that's related to stress I'm not it's not coming to me but we have one and for us because our experience is so oppressive and so dramatic and so aggressive mm-hmm. that in some cases maybe we don't have the familial problems we you know didn't have any trauma, but because the experience of being black is so harsh that that messes up our chemistry. And if you don't have it, you know we can get into the ancestral stuff because you know that's the vibe too. Right. Um. It. You have so many different experiences in your dna that it may not be triggered in this lifetime Mm -hmm. but because it has been passed down from your lineage you could be at a greater risk for anxiety um just by way of your biological makeup Okay, get That's into scary. the science. Get into the science. Yeah, so I'm just thinking
1: about my twenty three and me.
0: Okay, get into the twenty three and me. But again, that would require you to meet with the end, um, endocrinologist, um, so that they can go over your vitamins, yeah. your gut health, um, and all of those different hormones. So they can figure out, okay, well, you're a little bit over with this, so that could cause anxiety or depression. I um, mean, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing depression next week. Cause I know everybody yeah. wants about depression, um, but there are so many different levels to anxiety for Black people that emotional awareness is needed. And so we can wrap this up because I do got a meeting I got to go to. But there are different levels of anxiety, and it 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 requires self awareness. It requires a professional, mm-hmm. um, and it requires your commitment and your time. Um, you. Are worth figuring this out. Right. I don't want a black person to leave this episode and believe that this invisible journey, Correct. on their own, because or that it's don't.
1: hopeless or anything or of that nature. Can't not. help
0: or you are beyond help. You are not beyond help. I don't care what your mom said. I don't care what God said. Nobody is beyond help, and I would encourage you.
1: Or what you think god's saying
0: okay come on because a lot of people don't be interpreting what He was saying right uh listen i would agree. you got a
1: whole you know, village of people that want to interpret things in their own fashion so
0: it is good watch who you're
1: getting your message from that's
0: all i'm saying get into it uh, but it's you can get the help that's necessary and i want you to understand that it's there's roots to anxiety it's not just because you're an angry black woman or an aggressive black man, <laughs> or a child or boy or girl or them yes. Um and stop it, telling your
1: kids to uh
0: yeah, therapy. stop telling them that. Don't don't tell them that. And I, I'm telling y'all, I was very transparent in this episode. I have done that to my son, don't worry about it. It's cause I said so. Don't worry about it. Um, and not, not know so. knowing or not recognizing that after I stopped and thought, like, well, damn, maybe I do need to tell them what the plan is, because you know, maybe I would be upset, too. Somebody would tell me where I was going, or what I was doing. Just expect me to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was my experience as a child. So please be mindful um, and understand that you are able to receive the help. Um, and don't stop because one person didn't do it right. Um There will be obstacles in getting professional help, and we will do an episode on navigating The we talked about the uh, emotional support network, I believe.
1: Sure.
0: But we can do an episode based in, um, you know, how to navigate, how to ask for professional help, when to move on, um, and all that good stuff. Because I feel like that's the episode that needs to happen, especially for Black people, because y'all get one negative experience. Oh, that therapy ain't shit; it don't work. But you only talk to one person. How do you know this don't work if you only talk to one person?
1: That's true. And also How? stop telling yourself you're a failure when nothing proves that you are a failure.
0: Yeah, y'all don't even be looking at the evidence. Y'all just be looking at the, exp- the, the situation. Um,
1: circumstantial anxiety that you've created your own narrative about and don't need to.
0: Because we're here to help you, boo. Like, we're here to help you. You don't got to be anxious all the time. Right. Um, But yeah, so I do want to do a question. Yes. So we can do round it. this all, round do
1: out. Round it Do
0: it. Do it. Um hold on, <laughs> I gotta go look through. I thought I had I didn't have it up. You're not braggedy. I didn't have it up. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that we've been doing this for how we've been doing this for a long time, friend. We've been we've been doing this since May.
1: That's insane.
0: Tell the like, been doing. We've been doing this since May.
1: How did summer
0: happen so fast? I know, like we I'm so proud of us. And I'm just so happy that you went on this journey with me. I just wanted to do a little brief mini go off in the corner for a second. Um, <laughs> because I knew I needed somebody to help me with this. And I knew it needed to be you, and you have taken me way further than I thought. And I love you for that. Okay. Um, so I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy that you're having me here because I love it. Um, So, the question for this week is what do you dream about when you are asleep?
1: Everything. Was I supposed to answer that first or were you supposed to answer that
0: first? I mean, I can answer it first. I'm going to be honest with you. It really just depends. Um, I really enjoy a lot of things when I sleep. No, um, I usually don't dream. Um, I have dreams at specific points in my cycle because I'm a woman. So when I'm ovulating, I usually have a dream. And then when I am about to have a dream, it'll be very vivid. Sometimes they're messages. Sometimes it's just my people wanting to harass me during that time. And that's really what I dream about. I do dream about sex a lot, but I'm an adult, so I can. <laughs>
1: true um what do i dream about i dream about the most random things and i think that my psyche wants to likes to have me have vivid dreams so that i could just have something to interpret right um so i don't know i know that i dream frequently but i don't remember them often so when i do um it's when i try to pay attention to them most
0: yeah dreams are interesting um we'll have to do an episode on sleep hygiene i just feel like we keep coming up with episodes but we won't do depression next week because that's what y'all asked for yes um
1: and
0: so then I'll, maybe
1: i'll post something on my story for what we should do for the last two weeks in november
0: please do see what the people want see what the people want
1: all right um
0: but i appreciate you guys for coming on um, yes. and listening to us. We hope that you got what you needed for anxiety. Put the resources underneath the description of this episode. Um, it's all based in black people and how they deal with anxiety. Um, get you some education. hmm And um, you can definitely chat with us on our respective pages. Um, you can also leave comments on all the things that were offered on, I believe. Um I'll trigger yes. how to get in touch with them. And I'm excited for what Completed. is to come for Farmer's Market for the month of November. Um, and and, go check out
1: the last episode, because we had
0: yes, a special guest.
1: A wonderful. One, I can't even talk. A wonderful guest on that episode. And I was there, too.
0: You was. You was dear. Um, but next week, we will be definitely discussing depression. Yes, um, it's my
1: favorite thing to talk about.
0: Okay, get into it from a Black people experience. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye.
1: back.